Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Ladies and gents, all things covered. We got a special show for you guys as we as we oftentimes provide you guys quality sound information content. Uh, if you're a Green Bay Packer fan, I know right now you're in your feelings. You have a reason to be in your feelings, but we're going to brighten you up just a little bit. If you're a Florida State Seminole, wasn't an ideal year for the Seminoles, but we're going to brighten you up on that aspect as well. This individual, second round pick in 1990, out of Florida State University, spent all 12 seasons with the Green Bay Packers, four-time first-team All-Pro, a member of the 1990s All-Decade team, and a Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, part of the Packers Hall of Fame, a finalist. This year, he is a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. No other than Leroy Butler. Joining us here, all things covered, Pat Peterson, Brian McFadden. LaRoy, how you doing? Hey, Mac, good to have I'll be on with you, man. I'm so proud of you. Oh, man, man I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. Man. This is this is a, a big-time treat for me because anytime we get some legendary defensive backs on the show, you know, we buy yeah. it. So, you yes. know, man, we, we are always ready and fired up to have a sound conversation with individuals who we watched growing up. You know what I mean? We're going to tap in so much we can tap into with you Florida State, of course, you see the Florida State jersey behind me. Mickey Andrews, Bobby Bowden, yeah. same, yeah. the same people that yeah. coach you, yeah. coach me yeah. as well. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? They didn't watch you do your thing in the National Football League. And you've been recognized as always one of the great ones, but now officially being recognized as the great one, being in the finalist, getting noted, uh, being recognized as a finalist is a huge achievement. We are diving into that as well. Uh, but before we get into your career, the most recent news regarding your Green Bay Packers, unfortunately, Saturday night loss to the San Francisco 49ers in Lambeau Field. Frozen Tundra, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan came to town, took care of business. Uh, why can't this team seem to break through in the playoffs out, outside of having an outstanding regular season? There's something about postseason play that's kind of hindered the Green Bay Packers. What do you think that is? And why can't they beat the 49ers? It's a system. I mean, it would be as if I coached against you. I said, okay, mm -hmm. I know what Brian likes to do. Uh, I think he'll stick to that, and he knows what I like to do. That's mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur. But for some reason, in the postseason, Shanahan is saying, I don't need a bunch of all pros. I don't need any Hall of Fame, but I just have a system. If they believe in it, I can win. I got to get the game down in the teams or the – you know, you know, 13 and 10. It, but the first time they played them a couple of years ago, postseason, mm -hmm. Garoppolo threw it nine times. And they ran the ball, had over um, close yeah. to 300 yards. So that yeah. was the system. Yep. And this was just a running back by committee. And it seemed like the Packers had everything, Mac. They had everything. They had home field throughout, MVP quarterback. They got some guys back from injury. And, and then I was at the game, it started to snow. You say, look at God, this is amazing. Yeah. Special teams been bad all year. It's like your quarterback, to me, had to play at a high level because they've been doing it all year. Mm -hmm. Special teams bad. Aaron Rodgers outplayed them. You didn't even notice they were bad. Yeah, yeah. And he just, he, you got to score more than 13 points. I mean, scoring more than 10 points. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a difference in the game. And it was very disappointing, very disappointing. Yeah, and, and speaking of your quarterback, how much of, you know, that loss do you put on Aaron Rodgers based on how prolific and outstanding he has been throughout the year? And like you said, only scoring 10 points. Well, I tell you what, they don't give you wins and losses. Uh, Patrick Peterson doesn't get wins and losses. The quarterbacks do. The coaches yep. do. Yep. Even then they're sprinkling a kicker. And those are the guys that get paid the most money. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to say – Every time a quarterback loses, how did he play? Josh Allen, okay, this guy put up five touchdowns. They're going to give him a pass on that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the MVP and then score a touchdown. You know, 
a lot of it goes on quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Just like I won a Super Bowl, but it, the headline is Brett Favre. So when we lose, we lost Super Bowl 32 to Denver. Brett didn't play his best game because Elway beat him. That's what yeah. they say in the barbershops. Mm-hmm. So my thing is you got to will your team to win. And then the last play, Mac, he could have hit Lazard on that end route. Yes, he, he went and took the deep shot. He was locked in on Devontae. So, yeah. and then I, you don't know if you're going to have him next year. The same thing like Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, they got in the playoffs, but it's still going to fall on Ben. I don't know if they'll bring, they say probably won't bring him back, but there's never a blueprint how you bring your quarterback back if he's a Hall of Famer. You just know that he's been there the last three years and he hadn't gotten to a Super Bowl. Yep. Same yep. team. Same team. No question. Yeah, man, I, I agree with you, Leroy. And now we got Pat Peterson, P2, is back with us right now, joining us for this outstanding conversation with Leroy Butler. And this is a question you talked about, Aaron Rodgers, you know, not knowing what's going to happen with him. I know you've been asked this question many a times yep. uh, throughout the year. Do you believe he will be back in a Green Bay Packer uniform in 2022? You know, I would say no, because they're 45 million over the cap. So, and they drafted Jordan Love. He'll be on the roster for three years now to say, we're going to move on at some point. If the only way they can make it work, if Aaron comes and say, listen, I'll take a pay cut to try to win a Super Bowl. (laughs) I don't see that happening. No, because, (laughs) and, 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 some people probably say, no, I should he. Because you know what you was getting into. You let, you let, we all let quarterbacks do, dip. I wish the defensive backs could do this. Hey, man, we get guaranteed right. contracts. They, they to dictate things. <laughs> right. They, they can say what they want, do what they want. I mean, the whole vaccination thing, and he going at it with the president and all this, it's just a head scratcher. Just play football and get to a Super Bowl. Then you can say, we pushed our chips in and it worked. But this year, he said, I'll get back to you. I thought the organizations would say, listen, this is what we're going to do, you know, and moving forward, we're going to try to trade you somewhere and get a bunch of picks back. You win, you go somewhere to try to win a Super Bowl. We can rebuild our team and we can both break up amicably. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people kind of split on it, you know, because if you're Aaron Rodgers fan, you want him to play and you are right with, you know, 20 for 29, 20, 225 yards, no touchdown, no interception. And it ain't his fault. It's the special team's fault. Mm. But big picture, big picture, I think Jordan Love this year will be the quarterback, and it's wow. time to move on. They'll trade him. Mm. Wow. Look, yeah, that's 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 big news. Uh, trade him to who? Hey, man, who, who got some good draft pick? Hey, give me Justin Jefferson. Give me, <laughs> well, Patrick, free agent, we'll take you too. Uh, <laughs> give me Danielle Hunter. And two first round picks, and let's talk. But oh, they ain't Green gonna Bay do that because that's in the division. They ain't gonna do yeah, that. Green Bay not gonna trade them. Though. No, they ain't no, no, no. <laughs> after Brett Favre came there in Minnesota, they ain't doing that again. Okay. Yeah, yeah they ain't yeah. doing that. It'll yeah. probably be to an AFC team that got some good assets. I, I, I don't know, but they got to figure it out. I'm trying to they think who, to got, figure who, out who got who got who got some good assets. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I know the Giants is. got the Giants got two first rounders. The Eagles got two first rounders. No, he ain't going to the Giants, but he ain't going to no Giants. Cause they, they don't want to hand some ransom. Yeah, he ain't. Yeah, I, I can see him probably. You know, if you said Philly got some, uh, they some, got two. Uh, they got yeah. two first rounders. Oh, that, that could be a possibility. Well, they probably want to do the AFC. Yeah, that way they don't have to play them until the Super Bowl. Yeah, I can see but that. The obvious team really is Pittsburgh. To be honest with you, I'm yeah. sorry, Mac. Ben don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger leaves. Aaron Rodgers loves to coach. So everybody loves Tomlin. Pittsburgh can package. I mean, it's a lot of players I would love on that roster. I mean, they're not going to give a T.J. Watt. And no, Pittsburgh. no, no. <laughs> no they're not going to do that. But there's some players over there that they can probably get. I mean, I would get Chase, uh, Chase, uh, Clay Chase Pool. I would love Clay him. Pool. Yeah, I would love him. I mean, they got ways. That I think Pittsburgh will probably work. You know, because Pittsburgh at the at the cusp of, we just need a quarterback. Yeah, yes. a, a one that's gonna be in the lineup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You're right. So I mean, hey, well, speaking of both of those quarterback, Aaron and Brett, over the past uh the uh Green Bay organization had those two quarterbacks over the last 30 years, realistically, and they've only been able to win two. Realistically, how many you think the organization should have? You know, that's a great question. Uh first of all, I'll say this: Super Bowls are hard. 
I, I get that. But when you have a quarterback that you feel like can put you in position, you put pieces around them. Uh, Super Bowl 32, I think we could have won that one. And I, I think the Packers could have went back in 2014. They got, I mean, they're up 19-9 in the fourth quarter against Seattle. Russell Wilson threw four picks. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean that's one. And I think of another one, the 15-1 season, the Giants came in 9-7 and and won yeah. in 2007. I mean, Brett threw an interception. So it could possibly be five or six Super Bowls that was missed opportunities for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. right. So, but it, and if you're a guy, you're thinking, I didn't win but one Super Bowl. When do I not become Tampa? Because they have no quarterback in waiting. Mm. The Saints have no quarterback in waiting. Atlanta, no quarterback in waiting. Those franchises are going to have to rebuild. Mm -hmm. And Aaron said he don't want to be part of a rebuild. So we could have a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go back in time. Uh, Leroy, you grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. Duval. Duval. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. <laughs> and you played for Corky Rogers, who is an all who is the all-time winningest coach in Florida high school history. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with that name, what can you tell them about your high school coach? I tell you what, this is a fact. I remember I was in the ninth grade and I was supposed to go to Terry Parker High School on the other side of town. Mm -hmm. but they had to do the busing thing, almost like segregation in a way. You know, yeah. they said, well, we can't send the black kids here and the white kids here. We just got whatever your last name is and we'll bust you in. So as I'm doing spring practice with Wayne Gallman, mm -hmm. um, his son plays in the NFL, Wayne Gallman Jr. Yeah, went to Clemson. Uh, yep, that's, mm -hmm. that's like my nephew. Uh, and I get a call. Well, you got to go to Lee High School. I said, well, wait a minute. My mom said I was coming to Terry Parker. No, you got to go to Lee High School. When I get home, my mom tell me all about all about Robert E. Now, this is the South. Yeah. She tell me all about Robert E. Lee and the Confederacy and things like that. She said, I want you to go there and make a difference. I go there, 10th grade year, Coach, Coach Corky Rogers comes to the classroom. You want to <laughs> play JV football, right? I said, yes, sir. And he says, well, I need to talk to you now. You're probably going to not going to play because we got so many people. And then I went out there. I played a little on JV. Mm -hmm. He moved me up. Junior year, you know, he's like, it's, you're my starter. Senior year, hey, you got to play both ways because we don't have enough people. He said, but I got some good news. You made Consensus All-American, the first ever in the school history. Mm -hmm. And that changed my life. And he he just told me that um, he, he just kept it 100. Mm -hmm. He said, you know what? We got black guys on the team, white guys on the team, but we love each other. We got one color. That's the color of the school. Mm -hmm. So, because racism was kind of ripping the team apart in a way. Yeah. But the team, when we played on Friday, everybody would come together. Mm -hmm. And Coach uh, Corky Rogers, he was out front with that. And he just pulled a curtain back. Listen, we're here to play football. We can't, we could change the world by winning. And I appreciated that because I didn't know mm -hmm. how he was going to handle it because I remember the uh, race car, the NASCAR driver, uh, Bubba Wallace, I think. Yeah. When somebody, well, he thought somebody put a noose in his thing, but it was. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. In his, uh, in his garage. Yeah, but it was like a handle. Yeah. I used to get that all the time. Somebody oh, really? would put stuff in my locker, uh, nooses, uh, uh, KKK paraphernalia, uh, white supremacist stuff. I never even told nobody. I didn't care. I just kept, just keep moving. So that didn't bother you at all? Nope. My mom say, stay focused on getting to the NFL. Mm -hmm. you get mad and you swing on somebody, you're going to be home with me. Yeah. yeah tell me that every day. She say, don't. I never told nobody. I was like, but why would they put a sheet with eyes? Because at first I thought it was a ghost. It was funny. Yeah. It was around October. Mm -hmm. My mom said, that ain't no ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, it is. No, no. We're all American. So people are trying to get you off your track. But she told me how God navigate these waters. But your ship, you, I mean, you at the top of it. And you can, you can crash or you can just say, hey, it's part of it. 
keep it moving. So that's why I was able to get through it. Mm-hmm. And and once I got to Florida State, it was different. Yeah. Well, speaking of Florida State, you went to co- you went to uh, went on to play for another legend, uh, Lord rest his soul, Bobby Bowden at yeah, Florida yeah. State, who managed to recruit one of the best secondaries of all time. What was the most impressive thing that you saw from Deion Sanders in your time at Florida State? Now, uh, I remember this is clearly Patrick. You you may appreciate this because you've been in the Hall of Fame one day. When Dion talked to you, is it like that one uncle that you like that, <laughs> hey, there's unk. Yeah, that's super cool uncle. <laughs> yes, yeah, that invites you to the barbecue and they like, make sure you know where the cold sodas are. I mean, he's just the coolest guy. I was a Proposition 48, so I couldn't play uh, the first year. Mm-hmm. And I remember my sophomore year, I'm looking at the depth chart. I'm like, I'm number five free safety. He came and put his arm around me. He said, listen, young blood, if you can play, they'll find a spot for you. Don't worry about the depth chart. Just mm. play kickoff team, play punt team, tell them to put you on everything but field goal. And if you're good enough, they'll find a spot for you. And once mm. he told me that, I stayed focused on being R1, R5. Mm-hmm. Just do whatever and the coaches will notice you and that's what happened. My sophomore year, I was a special team guru. <laughs> I, yeah, I was a flyer down there. I made play next thing you know. My junior year, go to Bowden, say, hey, man, you starting. Mm. Mm. And, and take us through a list of names that was in that secondary throughout yeah. your time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's yeah. hear some of them names. Martin Mayhew. Mm-hmm. Uh, my senior year, Terrell Buckley. Oh, yeah. yep. Oh, T. Buckley, one of the best punt returns of all time. Mm-hmm. We had Stan Shiver. We had, uh, who else we had? We had one of the best nickelbacks in history. We had Derek Dodge, another safety. He had, mm-hmm. um, man. He Dodge wore 33, right? I think he's 33. Yeah. Oh, uh, what? Man, he'd yeah, just take yeah. you out. he just <laughs> knock himself out. That was before concussion protocol. Yeah. He laying down there to receive that. Then he'll jump up. That was my guy. <laughs> we had a rough secondary. It was very athletic, but it was different. Yeah. Because did, did y'all play Jet Robber? Oh, come on now. <laughs> you know it. So we have hey, boundary man. corner and field corner, Mac. You know this. We had that, but it's funny. Y'all played the same defense we were playing. That, that yes. Jet Robber. That did, was, broke, was that your was that your signal? The little gun? The look. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah. He over there going in his pocket, pull out the little gun, Jet Robber. Like, man, we play Jet Robber the whole game, Cole. We don't play no cover two. We man. can't get no three. We tired. We tired. Hey, you know in Tallahassee, it's hot in September. <laughs> man, all this man to man, man. My legs getting heavy. So, hey, hey, you know, we're going to send that man. be like, oh, man. Yeah, shoot, man. <laughs> all this man. Let me get a cover two or something, man. Yeah, yeah. same thing. That's same crazy. Thing. Well, the same defenses y'all ran in the late 80s, yeah. we ran in the 2000s and yeah, live by it. No question, no question, no question. And I know no fans, this is a highlight, you know, we see every year. Um, And the fans in Florida State would love this one. Take us through the punt ruski against Clemson in Death Valley, 1988, and why that was one of the most epic trick plays ever. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Patrick and Brian, what, what made it significant, I remember one of our assistant coaches brought that play back. He said, I got a play. We're going to save it for Florida. Mm, mm. You know, and Patrick, we play Florida at the end of the year when it's like a rivalry weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll save it. So like week five, we're practicing in, um, in practice. It didn't work. Mm. So we tried again, surprise it on defense in practice. It still didn't work. So <laughs> Coach Bowen said, we're going to shelf this. Don't even worry about it. We're not going to even do it. So we get in the Clemson game. <clears throat> and we're backed up on our own like 18 yard line it's like a minute ago or whatever but on third down our quarterback throws it and the guy should intercept it and you know defense yeah, yeah. people can't catch well yeah <laughs> i can't <laughs> he dropped it so it's fourth down i'm already on the punt team coach Bowen said run it as i'm running on the field i said it's raining yeah and he suspected <laughs> I mean, he's he got it. If you want to fool him, now's the time. Run out there. I tell the, the punter, I said, We're gonna run it. The punter looked at me like I said, Yep. So we line up. 
<laughs> he jumps like the ball went over his head. Uh-huh. And when he did that, uh, Dane Williams got the ball and put it between my legs. Everybody is, the crowd is going crazy because they thought the ball went over his head. Yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm supposed to sit there for three seconds, but it was like two, 1,001. And I see a guy sees me. I said, oh, I got to go. <laughs> I took out and I ain't got the form y'all got. So I got the first down. That head went back. You couldn't like, see my name. My head was all, you couldn't even see the name of my jersey. <laughs> it was like you was running in the neighborhood from that dog. Right. The neighborhood yeah. dog was at me. <laughs> That's where you know that form going. That head is all the way back. Oh boy, it's a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So I think Donnell Wooper, he was back there. I forgot he was back there. I'm running to come uh, see this guy. I think his name was Jerome Henderson. And he's chasing me, and I'm thinking, I'm in the clear. I said, oh, there's the return. So I said, I got to get as far as I can. And I got. I think he knocked me out at the three. Richie Andrews, my guy, made the field goal. And after that, Coach Bowden came to the sideline. I said, what made you call it? He said, I wanted somebody to win. Mm-hmm. And I asked him though, guys, I asked him, I said, why you chose me to run it? He said, because I knew you could keep a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that sounds just like him too. (laughs) Yeah, oh boy, I think you can keep a secret. I said, yes, sir, I can keep a secret. (laughs) It worked, it worked. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a classic highlight, man. I just see you with that head back better than all whites, man. I said, "Uh uh-oh, he he just... That form is gone. gone. <laughs> you couldn't even see the six. My head was all the way back, man. It's like the Matrix, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, speak- I never forget it. <laughs> well, speaking of one iconic play in your uh in your collegiate uh career, we move on to the to your pro uh career. You get drafted by Green Bay, and we all know you know what Green Bay Lambo leap you know, what it stands for and, uh, yes. and, you know, when it's what it's celebrated when you get to make a big play. But I didn't even know this. Yeah, Pat, Lambeau, you didn't know this, huh? I did not know this. Lambo <laughs> Leap was inspired and pretty much created by you. So how do you feel when you yes. see someone do that every single time they score in, Lam- on, uh, in Lambo Stadium? Uh, that's a great question because it does make me feel a type of way because it, it shows the love of the fans. Mm-hmm. And it's not something individual. It's just uh, without the fans, you can't do it. So yeah. I think the fans love it too. Now you can interact with the fans, and you know, because without our fans, we're nobody. And I yeah. just appreciated that because we were playing the Raiders, and it was like eleven below with the wind. And I was like, why are these people? We were up like twenty-one to nothing. I think uh-huh. just, no one has gone home. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It's 1993. It's only been in the league like three years. And I'm like, no one has gone home. And I remember uh, Mike Holmgren telling Reggie, well, he told the defense, if you get an interception or a fumble, do not lateral it because uh-huh. y'all going to mess it up. But yeah, yeah. Reggie, yeah. I said, Reggie finna lateral this ball. I caused a fumble. I run over there. He lateral me the ball, run down the sideline. And, man, I'm a defensive back. I don't get many touchdowns you know yeah. not more as fast as y'all <laughs> i ran up there i dropped that ball I, I jumped up there i said i'm gonna jump in the stands and the fans i i, I think it caught them by surprise they didn't know what i was doing like yeah. why isn't he stopping i mean because normally as soon as you break the you know break the, the goal line you just turn around and do something but i right. kept running jumped up there and, so was it something that just happened it was, it was like, spontaneous like, it just popped yeah. in my head yep. okay yep. <laughs> well that's dope Man, the Lambo Lee. And, and think it, about it, it this, Leroy. Elite, man. No question. And think <laughs> about this, Leroy. You will forever <laughs> go elite. down as one of the greats because that's something that we see every home game yes. yeah. from a Packer player. And we've seen some visiting players try to jump in and do the Lambo Leap as well. Yes. And, and, yes. and because of your creativity being spontaneous, as you see behind Leroy, if you're watching us on YouTube, he has the Leap vodka yeah so because of your creativity you've been able to branch <laughs> off and not just create the lambo leap but you also have a leap vodka tell us a little bit about the alcohol well i got a uh call from chad greenway as you guys know mm-hmm. um uh, he works with gray duck and i remember said Leroy, um we we got a venture for you i, I get a lot of calls like that but i'm like 
But by him him being a former player mm-hmm. and passing the plug, I get that gets through the red tape. So he's already in, in the Butler bubble. So I'm listening to him, and he presented it very well. But I say, Chad, I'll be honest with you. If I can name it and be part ownership, I don't want to be an ambassador. But if right. I can be part ownership, get back to me. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks later, he said, Leroy, your wish is my command. We're going to give you part ownership, and you can name it. What do you want to name it? Leap. <laughs> I got two nephews. That's, that's what they call me, Uncle Leap. They don't even call me Uncle Leroy, Uncle Leap. Yeah. And once that took off right in the pandemic, it, it, it's doing very well. It's a slow grinding thing. But I remember, guys, going into the stadium, I said, why are these people tailgating? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Because you can get food and drinks in the stadium. Right. So I used to go to games. I'm like, I, I just don't understand why they won't just go inside. So I never marketed it to those people. I was always doing stuff with families or good mm-hmm. stuff. I said, right. man, I mean, I want to do something, you know, market to the people that come in to see the game. And this was perfect. Yeah. So it worked, it really worked out amazing. Awesome, Lamb, the Leap Vodka. So, hey, man, y'all go support Leroy and Leap Vodka. Uh, where can I get it? Oh, leapspirits.com in Wisconsin only for I think the next 90 days, then we'll be everywhere. And uh, if you go to any local pickandsave.com or if you go to leapspirits.com, you can find out if you're in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. wherever, they'll let you know where you can find it. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Well, hey, make sure you support. Well, we know you, like you said, Wisconsin, they were supporting you, so you already got nice, a nice, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, plug of <laughs> yeah. consumers already. Yeah. yeah, the Packers got Brett Favre in '92, went and got Reggie White in '93. Yeah, when did you know that team with those superstars was Super Bowl material? Great question, great question. Because, and you guys been around great players. You never know if this, I cook a lot, so I use these cooking references. Mm-hmm. When you get guys from 31 to 21, how can you get them on the same page? It's hard. Yeah. Everybody got something going on. People, the, the single guys are flying in, Instagram models. Well, we didn't have Instagram, <laughs> but you know what I mean. And then the married guys got families. And then people want to go hunting. We play yeah. spades. I mean, some guys playing backgammon. But I need them to get on the same page. When Reggie White came in, we got on the same page. Mm. And because it was a losing culture. And then I remember uh, going to uh, Dallas in 94, 95 season. And we started, I said, you know what? This sounds like something we could have big, big if everybody would buy in. Mm-hmm. The next year, 96, when we got back to the training camp, you could see it. Yeah. When you swipe your card, all the problems was outside. Mm-hmm. Whatever you were going through, when you come in the building, we're trying to win a Super Bowl. And we'll openly talk about it. Hey, we want to win a Super Bowl. We're here this year. We're in a fast track to win a Super Bowl. We want all the smoke. They bring it. We want it. Mm-hmm. And we play like that. And, and I just say, man, we got something here for a long time, which you never know how long it lasts. Right. But it was, it was, it was awesome, man. It was a great, great run. Then I remember. Uh, real quick, we beat Carolina in the championship game, and I saw a poster, and I didn't notice at the time. It said, 30 years of misery is ended. We're going to the Super Bowl, kind of like Cincinnati. I mean, yeah. 31 years. So it was awful. Would you yeah. say Reggie White is the, the greatest defensive player ever? Oh, no question. Oh, I'm going to tell you why. Because he affected the way the blocking scheme. I never even knew this. But it was slide the line to Reggie. That means there's a lot of one-on-ones backside and in the middle. And that's mm-hmm. why I used to get all my sacks. <laughs> but if it wasn't for Reggie, there would be no Leroy Bella full-time All-Pro because I would have got hit in the mouth by these guards. Yeah. But they had to slide that line hard to Reggie. And he would just force so many overthrows, and we got so many picks. And he was so unselfish, too. I mean, he, the guy was just truly amazing. He would – throw down the tackle, jump over the back, sack the quarterback. And he and then he was affected in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And he would, his, his speeches were just, I mean, he would put the Hallmark card to shame. I mean, <laughs> just come up with something and you'd be ready to go. Yeah. yeah. He always, he's a Christian as I am, I am, but 
He almost cussed one time. Rest in peace, Reggie. And that's what got us fired up for the Super Bowl. He said, God, let's go out there and, <laughs> and let's get him. <laughs> did, you, did you just curse? He said, no, I didn't say it. I said, were well, you thinking it, though? But God knows. Because <laughs> he never said a curse word. It was yeah. so funny. We ran on the field and beat uh, New England. Yeah. Hey, well, speak, <laughs> speaking of that 96 season where you guys, uh, was that, that was 96, you guys won a Super Bowl, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so speaking of that 96 season, as a team, you guys had the number one offense and the number one defense. Yeah. And individually, you probably had the best season with five interceptions and six and a half sacks, speaking of Reggie White. What was your fondest memory from that year? You know what? Uh, we were also number one in special teams. So oh, we had all three. Y'all three, y'all the trifecta. What? <laughs> I remember Desmond Howard. And I said, Desmond, you the missing piece. Andre <laughs> Rising, Bad Moon. You the missing piece. That's why we couldn't win. We need the swagger. Uh-huh. And Desmond made it easy, man. The defense was struggling. He would score a couple times. And it just seemed like everything was working out. And that season went so fast. And I just remember we had no weaknesses on defense. We were number one against the run, the pass, overall scoring. And Brett was MVP. I mean, we had a dual running back. And our coach used to get out the way. He, he'd give us a call and back up. You mm-hmm. can order them if you want to. Put us in the right position. <laughs> I remember French Sherman, our coordinator, I was asking him about Steve Young. We went to play them. Uh-huh. He was like, I can't give you their damn playbook. Just go stop whatever they do. <laughs> Line up and play. Okay, I get it. I get it. So that made that season fun. It really did. I, we were just a close-knit team. We were so close, guys. We had a couple guys in financial trouble. They weren't making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They were special teamers. We didn't wait for him or the two guys to struggle. We got together yeah. as players. These are our guys. We put up money and gave them both 50 grand each. I never told this story. Mm-hmm. We put up money for each one to get 50 grand cash. Cash. I mean, mm-hmm. you know how them rappers be showing all that cash? Yeah. <laughs> we did that a long time ago. We like Soldier Boy, we did that first. <laughs> we, Big Draco. We, <laughs> I love Big Draco. That's my guy. He, he, we wanted whatever your problem was, we fixed it. If it's finance, we can help you. If somebody was late to pick up their kids, we'll have somebody go pick them up. If your wife was flying in, we'll have a limo go pick up. You just play. Mm. Okay. And I've never seen a team like that. I mean, that was stuff the organization provided, like you know, we, we need them. service. We need oh. them. We were gonna do it. Wow, that's what we know how to get done, right? Yeah, and this is yeah, before yeah. Uber now. They were doing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> you got the intern, hey man, you go look the phone book. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, the phone. I forgot that phone book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Mac, you may not know about that phone book. That phone they book. Leave, I forgot that. If I they think they leave it on your no doorstep. Point. Yes, oh, yeah. sir. And your grandma gonna put it in the middle of the table. Oh yeah. That's what we did. Every problem a guy had, could we have team meetings without the coaches? What's going on, guys? What could we? I mean, could we I think we lost to the coats and they hadn't won a game. And they beat us. Marvin Harrison had the cheat code. I we couldn't cover him. <laughs> Marvin Harrison was. I think it was his rookie year. The quarterback was Paul Justin. I don't even they remember him. That, they put that thing on us. We said, okay, we need to regroup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but we always talked about problems, and I think that made us a close team to deal with adversity, and that's the reason why we won. Wow, that's dope. That's a dope story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, talking about another up-and-coming wide receiver at that time, you had some great battles against Pat P's Minnesota Vikings. Uh, in the 90s, when they had Chris Carter there the whole time. But then, in 98, <laughs> they brought in Randy Moss, who, oh, yeah, by the way, went to Florida State yeah. for a short period of time. He was in Florida yeah. State in Tallahassee. What were you thinking when they added Randy Moss and your first experience in playing against Moss? Two things. 
First, Chris Carter, to me, this is my opinion. Chris Carter, uh-huh. to me, has the best hands I've ever seen. I've never seen him drop a pass. And I've seen some balls out of his radar. He's just never dropped a pass. He has the best hands ever. Jerry mm-hmm. Rice is the GOAT. So put him to the side, okay? Yeah. But if you hook a DB up to an EKG machine, just wrap <laughs> it around it. When he's playing 84 now, you wrap it, it'll break the machine. Heartbeat. Because you knew you were going to be on sports center if you didn't come correct. <laughs> Randy Moss had the cheat code. We doubled him, Patrick. We doubled him. He jumped over our guy, score. I remember at Lambo, he had put it. Like one ninety something, two or three touchdowns. I'm like, man, this guy. Hey, was man. that the game? Was that the game he mooned the crowd? No, that wasn't that game. It okay, that game. but I remember that. <laughs> he said he did that because when they drive in, and you probably noticed our fans are rough, and they used oh, to yeah, move yes, the bus. Right. Yeah. So he said he did it back. So I said, okay, don't worry about it. But I said, man, I'm sick of you. Randall Cunningham was the quarterback. Oh yeah, he was letting it go too. You let that thing. And they had Jake Reed. They had Jake Reed was the third receiver. Oh, man, come on. And Robert was the running back. Robert Smith. Smith. We called Randall the slingshot. He just throw it up. Randy (laughs) Moore throw that hand up. I said, man, I'm sick of you, man. Why don't you go away? He said, you knew it was coming. Every time, you knew it was coming. (laughs) Before the Allen Iverson crossover, (laughs) no, actually Tim Hardaway, but – Mac, Mac, you weren't born then, but nah, I remember Tim Hardaway that killer crossover. <laughs> you wasn't born. He get 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 with one hand. So before uh-huh. the Allen Iverson, it was the most. The <laughs> most. He'll more. run right past you. Remember, he played against uh Dallas and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Culpepper, right. Cup was just throwing it up. Yeah. So yeah. he had three catches for like 140 or something like oh, that. It was- uh, yeah, that, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dion uh, didn't play that game. He had a hamstring or something like that. In Minnesota. It's a good thing he did. That young boy was man. I know he was, man. Oh, I had an opportunity to watch him on Monday nights for sure. Uh, did you, speaking of uh, the Vikings, did you feel some type of way when Brett Farr eventually joined the uh, the green, uh, your rival? Man, y'all got some good questions. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest, when he, he he came back, he retired and came back three years, saying coming, didn't want to play. Okay, fine. So Aaron Rodgers got the keys to the franchise. They didn't want to take him back. So Brett said, I want to play. Oh, nope, we're going to trade you. Trade him to the Jets. So Brett got upset, said, man, I'm going to go to Minnesota, and I'm going to come back and beat y'all. Oh, so, so that was personal. To, yeah, <laughs> was it? Yes, he went to the Jets for one year, mm-hmm. retired. He knew he, he knew he had his plan all along. Oh, that was per- I didn't <laughs> know that. I didn't know that. It's just a pit stop. Yeah, uh-huh. and he said, "I'm going to the purple." And when the first time he went by the Lambo, he beat the Packers. Yeah, Minnesota yeah. had a great team that year too. I think it was thirteen and three. They, I think Brett made thirty me thirty five million dollars in two years. Mm. Some crazy number. Yeah. And one of the years was 20 I million. Mm-hmm. I said, you got to go play, man. That's busy. You got to go play. That's a lot of money. Yeah, no one's yeah. going to say no to. Especially at that time, because that was, that was like, like you 2009? Know, yeah, that's that's like, that's, big you know, that's like 30 million right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. 35. Yeah. Is he, you're right, Patrick. Now, I will say this. When they lost to the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a joy to you. <laughs> hey man, listen to uh Paul Allen. I love Paul Allen. This is not Detroit. You can kick a field goal. I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> they beat up Brett too. Yeah, yes, indeed. They <laughs> beat him up. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Speaking of that game, that was that was a wild guy because I was in school at that time. But mm-hmm. if if my man, my man all day. You know, great player. If he don't fumble the ball three times, they easily win that oh, ball. Yeah. Oh, fact. yes, Pat. Yeah, fact. Pat, you're right. <laughs> I forgot he fumbled three twice times. In the, twice in the red zone, one yeah. Yeah. To, to pretty much that, that stopped them from sealing the game at the two-yard yeah. line, if I'm not mistaken. And then he, he fumbled another one in that final drive. To mm, get I forgot about that. Kick the field goal. Yeah. Yep. 
that was that was a that was a man that game yeah. was fired up it was a fired up game it was a fired up game yeah hey so Leroy you're a finalist for the pro football hall of fame this year with a ton of support uh behind you but what do you think has held you back from being inducted into the hall of fame to this point you know I I thought about that the first year a couple of years ago I was my first time being a finalist um, I was excited, but I knew I wasn't going to make it. But I was excited to be in a finalist because I said a lot of guys won't be in this position. I need to enjoy it. And plus, I got a chance to take a picture with uh, Roger Staubach. That was my childhood hero, man. Yeah, I was okay. the biggest Cowboy fan in the world. And I said, man, that go Roger Staubach. <laughs> I said, this is awesome, seeing all these gold jacket guys. I remember Ty Law and, and some of the guys said, man, you deserve to be here. But I, I knew I wasn't. But last year, I said, uh, I don't know, you know, because there's so many – you know, slam dunks and and then then when they call you, Mr. Baker was like, Well, unfortunately, now I know I just say, okay, I'll talk to you later, no big deal. Next year. But he said you made the final 10. I said, Oh, okay, because that's a game changer. Because mm-hmm. you make the final 10, that means you usually go in a year or so after that. Okay. So this year I have more anxiety because I think it's really close. So I'm yeah. just hoping, because you look at the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000, I'm the only first team all decade member that's not in. It's almost embarrassing, like I'm the only guy. So yeah. I, hopefully it's this year. <clears throat> Do you yeah. think you get enough credit um, for transform for transforming the safety position, being the first player in NFL history to have 20 sacks and 20 interceptions? Um, and I played I, with a player too. I think he was maybe the sixth player to do it, Adrian Wilson. Mm-hmm. get 20 uh, he part of the 2020 club but yeah you think you uh do you think you get enough credit for transforming the position platinum question and i remember um lee Rimmel, a media guy he was like you doing stuff that a lot of guys don't do at the safety position mm-hmm. and then when i was all decade first team he was like man you may have a chance to hall of fame but it just seemed like when I started doing that, Troy Polamalu and Brian Dawkins weren't really, they weren't around yet mm-hmm. to do it to that level. And things used to change because safety used to be cover two, cover yeah. four. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, every now and then you come down and play a little robber, but going after the quarterback, picking passes off, covering the third receiver. I did that. No safety really did that. You know, mm-hmm. I used to cover people, you know. <clears throat> If it was a number one tight end, when we play Shannon Sharp, he's my guy. Yeah. I don't care what coverage you put up there, I got it. Mm-hmm. If it's a tight end pass against a tight end, Ben Coates. So it didn't matter. Jay Novacek, he's my guy. Now, I do keep the integrity of the defense. A lot of safety is not really doing that, you know, mm-hmm. So at that time. So I just hopefully that, you know, not the Pro Bowls, because back then in the 90s, all your buddies is going to vote for you, and that's a whole third. Yeah. It was like a popularity, but all pro making four all pros is hard to do back in the night. There was so many. I think Ronnie Lott was the second team all decade. He wow. made it the first decade from 80s to the 90s, I think. But from 90 to 2000, I made first team, he made second team. So I'm thinking I will have an opportunity. But I think all pros what really gets you. In there, that's one without telling Patrick, he'll probably get in um, soon because that's what they look at. Mm-hmm. If you're consistent and get them all pros or make an all decade team, that's the cheat code for them to put you on the radar. Yeah. And Steve Atwater was the other safety opposite of you, first team. Yes. Me and him were first team. Yeah. And that's my guy. He's a great yeah. guy. Yeah. 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 Well, Leroy, we're going to transition to the superlative part of our show. Quick, few rapid-fire questions. We'll get you up out of okay. here. We want your honest, unbiased answer. First question we got up, for huh? you. <laughs> Best Lambo leap you've ever seen? It's a tie. Robert Brooks, uh, he's the one who did the uh, song about it, Jump in the Stand. That really blew up the Lambo leap. Uh-huh. If Robert Brooks don't cut that single, uh, now my favorite rapper right now is Gunner. Mm-hmm. Oh, you but, like? <laughs> I love Gunner, dog. This is all P. What we doing? Oh yeah. I like Young Thug and all of that. Push your P. Yeah, man. P. Hey man, that P got power. Cause I'm glad my wife didn't hear me say that. I love Greg too. But Robert Brooks did something 
before the rap game crossed over into football. I know Kobe put out an album and all these guys, but Robert wrote that. It was awesome. Robert Brooks and Donald Driver was the first time I see a guy throw the ball down, jump, and like the Matrix, turn and sit on the wall. Yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. Yes. 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 I just see guys do that. So that that was by far those are two best. I got got it. Hey, it's a lot of great athletes that went to your alma mater. Give me your Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Time. Time probably take two spots, but I'm gonna do one. <laughs> Prime time. I say, uh, ooh, this gonna be this might get me in trouble. <laughs> it's uh, your list. Your top four. Yeah, that's true. But you know, I, Mac, you know how FSU people are. <laughs> uh, your top four. Terrell Blackley. Sammy Smith. Sammy Smith was a grown man. Man, I don't know if you remember Sammy Smith. I don't. Running back, ran the four by one, about six. What he was about six, one, 230. Cut, ripped, ripped. I mean, just no fat. He should never put a shirt on. I said, you put a shirt on, man. My girl coming a little bit. Man, this college dog, don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. Now, knowing me, I would put me up there as a fourth, but I'm not for the show. Okay. Nah, I'm not going to uh, do that. <laughs> and to me, the guy who was most impactful was, and this is going to shock everybody with me and Mac from, Dexter Carter. Oh, 35. Running yeah. back. That's my guy. I was going to say he did him or Amp Lee, but Amp I'm talking about guy that I played with. Five nine, great guy, and I know I'm gonna get in trouble. My roommate was Lawrence Dawson. That's my guy. Mm. <laughs> but this kind of gives me the political answer. So that's yeah, yeah. That's your so list. Deion, so you got prime time, Sammy, T Buck, and Dexter Carter. Dexter. Dexter. Yeah. Okay. Got another tough one for you. Best Packer, best Packers quarterback ever. Brett Favre. You never taking Brett over game. Aaron? Why? Why you never taking Brett over Aaron? Okay. Brett ain't never, never missed a game. Never. Mm. Nope. And plus, I'm biased. I want a ring with him, but yeah, he's yeah. never missed a game. I mean, nobody can really say that. I yeah, mean, that's no big. Especially we know how, how much the season endured for sure. Exactly. Back I then, they were hitting quarterbacks for real. Back then, they were hitting quarterbacks for real. They, they. I mean, the guy. I saw his ankle one time. It was the color of a crayon box. I said, you can't play. Roy Lee. Ain't nothing wrong with my arm. What do you used to call you? You said Roy Lee. Roy Lee. He didn't like Oily, which was, that's um, um Dion gave me my nickname, Oily, O-Y-Y-L-E-E. Uh-huh. I got the pros. The guy started calling me Roy Lee. Yeah. Uh-huh. He said, ain't nothing wrong with my arm. Y'all just keep the folks off me. I can throw that thing. So... <laughs> Oh, that's dope. That's dope. That's crazy. I love it. You can tell. You can tell that's his mentality for sure. Yeah, Yeah. man. man. Women Warren Sapp out there cussing each other out. Uh, Why are you bothering with 99, man? (laughs) 99 is platinum. Really? (laughs) Bring them on. So Sap, D Brooks, y'all leave him alone, man. Leave the guy alone, man. That guy ain't scared of y'all. Brett used to be out there talking trash. What? Oh, chops. Oh man. Brett will look up in the media guide and find out what your parents' name. You know, Mr. and Mrs. Jones don't like me giving you this word. I say, what? Leave him alone, man. Why he say that to John Randall? And I'm like, oh. Brett, leave him alone. Yeah, making them play good. <laughs> Break them all. Man, man. He wanted that smoke. He wanted all the smoke. All of it. Hey, all so, of it. so can you imagine right now? Since you say Gunner, and uh, I think he's on this song, being being in a locker room with Future, all the smoke right now. Can you imagine that in your locker room right now? <laughs> <laughs> I would think it, on our nine sixteen. That's a good question. I bet y'all white guys are being there doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of rappers. That's how it go, man. That's how it go. Speaking of rappers, here's another question. Give me your top five rappers right now. Oh, now you really trying to get me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, 
expeditiously, T.I. is on that list. Okay. okay. Yeah. T.I. is my guy. Love Gunner. Yeah. Drake. Got, got okay. to have Drake on there. No question. You got, you got Drake. to have Drake on there. I mean, I'm a married man, and she ain't here. But Drake <laughs> going to bring all the girls. Yeah. <laughs> no, no question. All the liquor and all the everything. That leap so, vodka. <laughs> right. Yeah, leap, leap vodka. Yeah, no question. Drake, man. And he, I gave the Drake for free. <laughs> so the other two more I really like. I, I don't know if I'll put him as a rapper, but... but if I I gotta meet Eminem, man. Eminem, my guy, man. Yeah, Eminem can go. What? Yeah, that halftime that halftime show with Super Bowl will be bananas this year too. With Eminem, man, come on, yeah, Snoop. Yeah, and you just said the last was Snoop Dogg, man. Snoop Dogg. I like that top Snoop. five. Yeah, I do too. Snoop. You listen to Kodak uh, Black? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a gremlin too sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Super gremlin. Yeah, I let I was listening to that before I logged on with y'all. Yeah. I'm like, let me get the subtitles to still know what I'm saying because he got rap real fast. I'm like, what is he saying? Hey, you know, like, he got that real Florida swing, that uh, uh, yeah. twang to his, his lyrics. You got to really listen. My nephew brought putting up on black man. I said, okay, I can feel it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm vibing to it. Roy Lee, you say you can super gribbling? Yeah, I'm a super gribbling man. I hope my wife will see this podcast. That'll get me a divorce, man. <laughs> Oh, that's all love, baby. It's all love. It's all love, man. Listen, Leroy Butler, man, it's a pleasure having you on, man. This candid conversation highlighting your career. Leap Vodka. We even tapped into the music game. Gave us some insights on your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers in 2022. And most importantly, Hall of Fame finalists this year. So hopefully, not hopefully, we're going to speak this into existence. Allow it to manifest. You're getting in this year. Yeah, you getting in there. Another Florida State going in the football heaven, as they say, Canton, Ohio. Leroy Good Butler, time. all pro, Green Bay Packer, great. Soon to be Hall of Famer. Thank you once again for joining us, man. It's a pleasure. Appreciate it, baby. Well, I tell you what, if I do get in, we got to do a part two. Because we got oh, a lot of stuff sure. to cover. No 100%. question. Yeah. 100%. No question. We need, we need no all of it. We need hey, all hey, of it. Hey, listen here. <laughs> hey, 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 Leroy, will we do a part two? I'm just like you. I don't. I don't drink. You know what I mean. But I, I, I take a sip of your leap vodka if you take a sip as well. Uh, that's okay. Once you get in, when okay, you get that'll in, that'll work. That'll work. Love it. Work. I, I just hope it. I, I just hope it ain't too strong for my chest. <laughs> Pat, you heard what I said. I hope it just ain't too strong for my chest. <laughs> a little cranberry in there. You it might break some tears. It might break a tear to my eye. We both I don't drink soda. I don't even drink soda. Yeah, we're both fine. Patrick got to do the whole show, man. These guys sleep, man. I'm going to finish the show. (laughs) Eric going to be like, what is going on with the guys? I appreciate it, man. I've done a lot of podcasts. And um, this has got to be the best one I've ever had. I mean, doing it with two DBs who I respect and love. And when uh, Brian hit me up, I say, man, say no more, man. You in the family, you in the butler bubble. You call me anytime. Yes, sir. We appreciate that, man. Appreciate it.